Hey yo, welcome to Queer, Broken, Hungry, a podcast where we talk about good food and gay shit. I'm Katie. And I'm April. We're here to tell stories about our love of food and the realities of our lives as humans experiencing queerness and working on our mental health. To us, food is the way we connect with other people, so we needed a space to exist authentically with all of our identities. Thanks for joining us. start doing scales when we come in. Uh, Okay, here we are. Here we are. Welcome back. Oh my god, episode three. Thanks y'all for for being here with us. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's all I have. Yes. Um, It's Libra Moon. No, it's a Scorpio Moon today. Libra Sun. Libra Sun, Scorpio Moon. Currently, we're both wearing moon jewelry. We are. Just cute and queer. And we Mm -hmm. didn't plan it. Plan it. Okay. I need to stop playing it. Oh, I did not pick up on that pun at all. So, did you? Moon is not a planet. Let's keep going. And neither is Pluto. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Pluto. So, <laughs> Katie and I were um, talking before, uh, before this moment, and we realized that uh, at our shops, there are many ways we uh, uh, survive and get through the day. Um, at our shops. Example. At our food, no. yeah, our food jobs, the jobs that we do to earn the money in the capitalist society we live in, et cetera, et cetera, Ugh. with the round um, carbs, yes, and the breakfast uh, circles, breakfast circles. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so one one thing that uh, is a coping mechanism slash fun little way to get through the day is little doodles on the dry erase boards. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that I'm guessing where y'all do like prep lists and stuff yes. as well? But yeah. what was the what was the doodle this week? Um, I got a frog tattoo recently, yeah. so my coworker drew a different style of frog mm-hmm. on the whiteboard. I think my coworkers have come to associate me with frogs now for some reason, which I'm not mad about. I feel like it's also mm, yeah. Well, I just want to say real quick for me when you got the frog tattoo, I was like, yeah, yeah, and, and then I'm like, <laughs> have all these frog memes that you've been sending me been here before you got the tattoo, or did they come after? And then I, when I see frogs and cool T-shirts, I like send them to you. So I don't anyway. know, don't know the story of mm. the frog, but um, I met somebody named Lotus. That was a cool name. Lotus, I yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, carry on though. But got my little frog tattoo, and everyone was like, "Yes, that suits you, one hundred percent." Yes, and so my coworker drew. A like cartoony frog on the whiteboard with Cute. the like the puppy dog eyes. It's a very he looks like a proud schoolboy. <laughs> this little frog. He's what like looking up at you and smiling at you. What but makes today him a schoolboy. I don't know. Like he just he just looks like or... a six year old who was like <laughs> on picture day. <laughs> That's very sweet. Um today. That was just the frog doodle. Mm-hmm. Um and we named him Tortellini Frog. Because we were trying to pick a name for my tattoo frog. Okay, and Tortellini's top right I don't know. But anyway, today, it's fall. We were talking about butternut squash and sage Mm. and rosemary and all of the Mm. yummy things. And so my coworker drew a little plate of ravioli for this frog. And I think his name is now butternut sage squash (laughs) rosemary ravioli frog. (laughs) Sure, because that's... Listen, for a frog, is that a mouthful when they got such big mouths? We also put on Spirited Away. At work today. That's the kind of day it is. 
Excellent. Can you guys, um, listeners, please uh, forgive and forget the awkward <laughs> joke I just made? And we're going to move past it. Spirited Away at work or the music, you said? Just like on the phone Oh, while we're making donuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's nice. I we like to watch movies sometimes yet. while That's, we're working. I don't know. That's great. Um, seems like you're workspace is a little more that's just you know what I don't know if anyone's tried at my workplace I don't know if that would be allowed but fun stuff it's okay work was what, work was fun today okay good we love a good fun work day mm-hmm. yeah. getting into fall flavors Probably. pumpkin spice yeah the um, donut you brought today yes can you uh, say well never mind anyway it's okay I was gonna say flavors I love I love anything with speculus um, Cider donuts are one of my favorite foods. I, was, I wish that it was like more time during the year. Mm-hmm. Like a fresh. I love a good cider donut. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is what is not vegan in most donuts, by the way? Um, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. No. Maybe eggs. Yeah. We use egg replacer. Okay. Like a powder that has like mm. baking powder and other stuff in it. I don't know. Okay. Probably eggs. Yeah, because I was just trying to figure out what, yeah, like, what what are the things that make, uh, like, if you went to a farm apple picking orchard, whatever, mm-hmm. and you got fresh hop apple cider donuts, which I think are the tastiest, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, what is it that's keeping you away from that? But it's, and I guess some, obviously, sour cream donuts. Yeah. Right. Anyway, now we've veered into a very, very specific topic, which is vegan donuts. But that's great because when we get back, we're actually going to talk about um, vegan stuff, etc. Vegan stuff, etc. Yeah. When we come back. <laughs> hey, QBH listeners. There's another place you got to check out. It is Giovanni's Room, and it's the oldest continuously running LGBTQ and feminist bookstore in the United States. It's now operated by Philly Aids Thrift, a nonprofit organization. They carry used clothing, DVDs, CDs, other knickknacks, and of course, books both new and used, hoping to bring newly released titles and almost forgotten classics to more and more readers each day. I have found so many treasures when I've been there. Their store has been on the corner of 12th and Pine since 1976. You can't miss it with the amazing artwork on the building. And as Philly AIDS Thrift took over operations in 2014, all of their proceeds now go toward funding local organizations dedicated in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Go check them out. Thanks for listening. Oh. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello. Um, all right, so vegan shit. Um, <laughs> yes. What I mean by that, though, is, <laughs> so Katie's a vegan. We've mentioned that before. I am certainly not. Um, by certainly, I mean, I just really love um, dairy-based cheeses. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be in the podcast, but check out Patreon. But I uh, mm-hmm. went on a whole rant about how there should be vegan goat cheese. Yes. <laughs> technically, logically, doesn't make sense. Anyway. Vegan, there, oh, a lot of vegan cheese hasn't quite hit the mark of what I remember cheese to be like. Mm. So, like, how how old were you when you, or, like, how long has it been, depending on what information you want to share about yourself, uh, <laughs> since you've been vegan? It's been either seven or eight years. I don't remember. Okay. Um, it was my junior, sophomore, sometime in the middle of college. Oh, okay. Um, I was moving in with a roommate, and at the time, they were also, like, 
hey, I think I want to try to be vegan. And I was like, mm. hey, I've been thinking about that too. Like, let's do it together. Yeah. We can, like, hold each other accountable. It's easier to, like, make meals together instead of, um, like, having a roommate who eats everything else. I don't mm, know. Mm-hmm. So it felt cool to be like, I'm going to do this kind of alongside my yeah. roommate. And that was, like, half of my motivation, honestly. Yeah. Did y'all, was this, like, dorm room where you're just sharing snacks or was it, like, an apartment where you were cooking together? Um, I mean, it was technically a dorm owned mm. by the college, but we were cooking there. Like, we had a kitchen. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It was, like, one of the fancy apartments or whatever. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's having fancy things. Fancy things. <laughs> a kitchen. <laughs> what? How dare I have something <laughs> that people might need? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Anyway. I was vegetarian for a year before that. Okay, cool. So the the gateway uh, dietary restriction. Kind of, yeah. And then before that, I just ate everything. Mm. I was lactose intolerant. And napkins. Yes, every single thing. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Even things that aren't edible. (laughs) We couldn't stop them. Is cannibalism vegan? That's a whole other conversation. People ask me that all the time. Do they really? Yeah. I don't know. It, anyway. All right. <laughs> well, maybe we maybe. can talk about that later. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Hypothetical. You know, I'll have to breathe through the initial reaction I was having. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. I was just annoyed on behalf of you, but maybe there's a thing that is worth understanding. So we'll we'll pin, pin that one. Anyway, so you were vegetarian. Yeah. Had eaten every reasonable edible substance prior to that theoretically and yes I, I feel like I grew up with like a standard middle class mm. white sheltered American diet yeah well I mean craft singles don't count as non-vegan right because they do still have non-fat milk somewhere in them uh-huh. pasteurized cheese product so you have been a vegan for quite a long time. Um, what was it that first started you thinking about that before your roommate suggested? And obviously y'all were successful after year one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started to be vegetarian just because I was like, I don't want to eat animals anymore. Mm. Like simply, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know, I probably still don't know the whole, um, like just the widespread violence that goes on in animal yeah. agriculture. It's rough. Um, I feel like I also read a lot of things about the environment and how much animal agriculture like contributes to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we only got this one earth. I know I'm just one person, there but is like, no planet B. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so environmental reasons, mm-hmm. also just me as a person. Yeah. I don't want to think about eating animals, sure. so I'm just not gonna eat them. You yeah. know, I don't so care what anybody else does. Like, sure, that's it. So then next transition to let's mm-hmm. also not consume byproducts. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that like year of being vegetarian, I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm lactose intolerant anyway. Uh, I don't like yeah. milk as it is, mm-hmm. like cow milk or I guess any other animal milk for that yeah. <laughs> reason. Um, couldn't eat a lot of cheese because of that. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Like cheese is yummy. I just it don't is. eat it anymore. Cheese is yummy. You heard it here, folks. Um, I did eat a lot of eggs in like the year that I was vegetarian because it was just cheap and easy. Yeah. And sometimes I miss I miss an egg, but say la vie. And um, what did y'all ever? Was there any faltering between you and your roommate? Did you make it successfully through the year with no, uh, you know, non-vegan slip-ups? I went into it um, being flexible. 
instead of going like cold turkey mm-hmm. <laughs> vegan, I like eased my way into it. Cold Over, turkey vegan. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, there's something there and I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> cold tofurkey. Gross. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, you're Damn. good. Ah. Um, no, I just, I just judged tofurkey. I'm it's like, okay. Oh, I have eaten just cold slices of tofurkey before. It's fine. Mm. Just like how you eat a little turkey um, roll up. Anyway. Totally. I was very lenient with myself for the first like two or three months. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to ease into this. Um, like start making different choices instead of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, since I was still in college and I was eating at like the dining hall. Yeah. Um, there would be times where I was like, I don't know if I want a salad today. Maybe I'll just have like the mac and cheese today mm. or whatever. Um, so the first few months I was not 100% vegan. Mm-hmm. I was like 80%. 90%. I was, mm-hmm. like, working my way up to it. Um, so I was, like, I'm trying to be vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, really can't pinpoint the exact time where it was, like, 100%, I'm done. Oh, I it was just, like, a much. slow journey over yeah. a couple months. Yeah. Which worked really good for me. Mm. And, I don't know, if anyone else is thinking about becoming vegan, maybe that's a way to do it. Yeah. Just, like, slowly over time, diminish your your dairy intake, your eggs, start like checking labels I was really like forgiving with myself too if I ever slipped up I was like oh whatever it's fine yeah um it was a huge uh clue to me when you're like oh by the way a lot of packaging just says contains mm-hmm. milk or soy bread and I was like oh my god I could just look at that instead of reading this long tiny list of things yes yeah well, I think a a big part of being vegan and eating a lot of like store-bought processed foods mm-hmm. whatever I was learning how to read ingredient labels mm-hmm. and I don't really care about the nutrition facts, but mm-hmm. just knowing like what's vegan, what's not vegan, um, at least in the U.S., they have to uh, like disclose disclose allergens. Oh, okay. So like eggs yeah. are an allergen. Some soy, people are allergic gluten. to eggs. Eat soy, mm-hmm. gluten, milk. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a really easy way to spot if something has milk in it. If cool. the label is, you know, proper. <laughs> Otherwise, you got to skim through for, like, gelatin. Yeah. That is not in the contains mm-hmm. part. Got you. Um, I bet college was a good time to become a vegan as well because that's, like, primo snack time, mm-hmm. like, in, in mm-hmm. life. Ate uh, a lot of Oreos. Yeah, so you, like, <laughs> quickly learn, like, what are the snack foods. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, now snacks are a very important part of your life mm-hmm. and survival, but... To bring the title of the podcast into this, I was, mm-hmm. in fact, queer, broke, and hungry. And hungry, too. All three. Oh, damn. Didn't yeah. really know I was queer at the time, but <laughs> it was there. Same, not girl, same. Um, but for sure, broke and hungry. Yeah. It. Um, I don't know. It wasn't that hard for me to be broke and vegan. Mm. I feel like a lot of people, at least with my background, like middle class, I can afford most food. Um, potatoes. They have this idea of like a grocery store vegan, like uh, vegan cheese is so expensive. Vegan sure. meats are so expensive. Like all the substitutes. Um, kind of is sometimes. And it's like, bro, you can just eat potatoes yeah. and like beans and rice and it's so cheap. Loveless. Like I had to learn. Can of jackfruit. I had to learn all of that in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a lot of the same like Regular meals like rice and beans, yeah, pasta with something, or like tofu scramble. 
Mm-hmm. A block of tofu is not that expensive. <laughs> and it's so much protein. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Liking tofu is my main issue. I've had it mm-hmm. cooked so many different ways by mm-hmm. so many different levels of professionals. And sometimes it's fine to yeah. me, but it's never the thing I'm, like, really excited about. Mm-hmm. So. But It took me a few years to, like, try out a bunch of different ways of cooking tofu yeah. and, like, seasoning it. And yeah. I mean, it's not different than any other, any other kind of food. Like, I really fucking hate scalloped potatoes, and I think I might till the day I die, but I love just about every other form of potatoes. So, mm. like, yeah, it's just how things are. What's the best kind of What's the best form of potato? This is all we need to talk about for the rest <laughs> of the day. Uh-huh. It's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> potatoes. Um, I think mashed are probably one of my favorites, mm. but that's because I'm adding lots of Dairy yes. and like sour cream butters, mm-hmm. chives. I miss like uh, cheesy, cheese. cheesy potatoes. Yeah. My dad yeah. used to make the best cheesy mashed potatoes. You could like ball those up and then fry them. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Always a winner. What's your favorite kind of potatoes? Probably like breakfast potatoes. Home fries. Uh, okay. Home fries are excellent. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. But yeah. Like peppers um, and onions and a bunch of spices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's probably my favorite. Hash browns are good, but they're they're really good, but they can be excellent and they can be fine. But I uh, love a thick hash brown. Is. I also love a shitty hash brown. I love a thick hash brown. <laughs> the thing about me is <laughs> one thing about me. Yeah, uh, my roommate and I are coming up with. Uh, well, I say this as if she's totally on board, and I'm basically I've said this idea, and she's like, "That's cute," but isn't anyway. <laughs> um, but my roommate and I are gonna like come up with this like wall art thing to like keep adding little like. In our house, we will um, mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z. So yeah. Like, be gay and do crime. Uh, mm-hmm. Love potatoes, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But potatoes is on there. So You said wall art, and I was already imagining like a hash brown acrylic painting. <laughs> yes, sure. Which would not translate very oh. well, probably. But No, no, no. We could have a giant hash brown on the wall because that is her favorite. And yeah. then, uh, <laughs> like every fucking day, she's one to two of them. One to two, <laughs> I specifically. Swear. Um, I don't think she ever goes more than, you know, like there's, there's some restraint. That's two hash brown cap. But, uh, you know, like that giant, um, chicken nugget necklace that was a big thing. No. no? I don't I know don't anything know today. internet things. Why? No, this one's not new. Okay. Okay. And somebody wore a, a fake, like plastic, I think McDonald's chicken nugget. Anyway, it was a thing. Okay. All that to say, we'll have a giant white canvas with just a just painted a- hash brown. It's going to be hard to paint. And then over that we'll oh. write on the... I love it. The mm-hmm. community agreements of the home, like loving potatoes. Hash brown home. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll workshop it. <laughs> uh, well, you talked about your dad and him mm. baking vegan stuff last time. Was that yeah. like because you grew up in this middle-income American household where you do like meat, carbs, and quote veggies, but mostly they're like steamed broccoli and shit? Yes. Um, <laughs> is that a thing that they like were bothered by or had to adjust to or... Um, since I started my, my vegan journey, I guess, like when I was in college and I was not living at home with my parents, mm-hmm. they didn't really have a part of it. Um, sure. Yeah. But when I would you. visit home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas. <sighs> yeah. How many Thanksgivings um, have you had where you couldn't eat anything? I just, I like to make my own things. Yeah. I'm never mad about it. Honestly, mm. I'm the type of person that's like, I'll bring my own dishes. Cause I know that. They'll be good because yeah. I made them. <laughs> Shade. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when I was vegan, uh, my dad wanted to learn how to like make food that I could eat. That's really sweet. For when I would come home. 
um, which I, like, didn't ask him to. I didn't tell him anything. But I think he was really excited to, like, Mm -hmm. try something new, which seemed a little bit out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I think I grew up being a picky eater and not being exposed to, like, a lot of foods. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot like after I moved out and after I became vegan. It was like, oh, there's so many other foods that I like and that I can try and that I yeah. can eat. Um, so I think this was his little like connection to get him to try new things, which is really cool to me. Yeah, I don't that's know. really sweet. Um, we would always bake together when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. we'd make cookies every week, um, like chocolate chip cookies always. Yeah. And then we would try some of the new stuff. Because baking is, like, the thing that he likes to do. He's definitely more of, like, a baker than a cook. How cute would it be if uh, more parents of queer kids were like, oh, I learned a pet thing about you? Cool, let me do some learning on my own. Yeah. And talk with you about Mm -hmm. that as a shared interest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One time he made these whoopie pies and, like, shipped them. I had some of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah. He lives six hours away, so cannot quite hand deliver mm. them. But mm. he like packaged them up individually and sent them in the mail to Philly. Mm-hmm, and it was so flavors. cute. And they were the best whoopie pies I've ever had. <laughs> like every time you make something, I'm like, this is vegan. I eat vegan food all the time and this is so good. Maybe Kevin needs to start a vegan bakery. Mm-hmm. Dad. Oh, Katie's place. Mm. <laughs> I love those two corny are adorable. Yeah. But yeah. Lotuses, but I'm sorry, Lotus. I'm not stealing your name. (laughs) Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. April, is there anything gayer than going on a first date to a thrift store? Calling all dirty little cheapskates. Check out one of the coolest thrift stores in Philadelphia if you haven't already. Philly Gates Thrift, one of our favorites. Uh, It's right below South Street, located at 710 South 5th. Affiliates proceeds all go to support local HIV organizations in Philadelphia. They've got books, records, furniture, jewelry, housewares, kitchenware, artwork, dollar clothing, even vintage clothing. They have literally everything you could ever need. I've seen wedding dresses there. Mm-hmm. I've gotten some cool furniture and books for sure. And a headboard there for a while. Oh my God. Interesting. So many things. So many things. You can check them out on Instagram, Facebook, phillyaidsthrift.com. And you can support them by shopping at the store, you can donate, and you can also volunteer and help them organize all that stuff and put the coolest things on the racks for um, for you and your f- date to find. Yes. Have fun. Blessings. <laughs> May Mercury not be in retrograde. <laughs> Have fun. So besides, you know, my little quip about parents learning things about their children, um, are there... Are there other ways that you've kind of noticed an overlap or parallel between veganism and queerness for you? Yes. (laughs) Cool. Over this whole week, I was thinking about what to talk about in regards to like, how does veganism relate to this podcast? Queer, broken, hungry. Obviously, I'm eating food. Um. (laughs) Cheap foods too, like you said. Yes. Rice and beans. Yeah. Um, And food and queerness on paper might not feel like they're related at all Mm -hmm. but I think for me um, a big common like underlying theme in my life in like those areas is 
The intentional act of rebellion. Mm. Say more. Say it again. The intentional act of rebellion. Cool. I grew up, you know, having ideas and Mm. expectations placed on me, Mm. as we all do. Mm -hmm. A lot of those ideas were, you know, cis-hat, patriarchal, Western, like, America, white, all of the fun things. (laughs) I was a girl Mm. for a long time. Weird. (laughs) You know, um, uh, people wanted me to wear pink. People wanted me to have long hair. People wanted me to wear dresses. And I Mm. did those things for a while because I was like, well, if they want me to do these things, then I guess I should do them. Mm. And then Mm. you can't ignore that forever. At some point, like your identity comes out and you're like, wait, what what if I actually want to do something else? Yeah, yeah. What if, what happens if I do things that are not expected of me? Mm. What kind of pushback and rejection? Yeah, and that also happened with, like, my eating habits. Yeah. I, you know, grew up eating meat, grew up drinking milk. Ew. Um, (laughs) And, and again, once I, like, went to college, and that was really when I felt like I could finally be myself. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm going to try eating differently. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to make this decision. People are always like, oh, why don't you eat meat? Like I still even get yeah. like judgment, even though it's a lot more common now. Not a lot, but people always have something to say. yourself differently Mm. than yeah whatever is considered acceptable by society I I was um if I may (laughs) quick story yes I was walking um uh yeah just walking on the street with one of my partners uh um the other day after Mm -hmm. a show and this uh gentleman on the street asked if we had a, a cigarette and so partner kindly shared and offered a light Mm -hmm. um and the guy says Oh, you're one lucky man. Um, which deeper conversation about people commenting on me mm-hmm. and somebody else having yeah. having me, all that, etc. But uh, my partner is not a man. My mm-hmm. partner is uh, gender queer, non binary. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. we just sort of had a, like a uh, well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, have, have a good night, you know. Yes. And um, what was funny though, the guy surprised me. He mm-hmm. was just like kind of notice our awkwardness and our strange reactions and picked up on enough mm. to be like, oh, or, you know, uh, uh, in a gentleman's body, like person in a gentleman's body. And oh. <laughs> as, as absolutely incorrect as that is, it was very sweet from this human that was like really clearly not a part of this community, maybe doesn't have people in his life to mm. talk through um yeah, what the non-binary is, and but like was aware enough mm-hmm. that it's a thing that somebody felt differently about to like try and affirm that in his own way, and mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Like the first baby step, yeah, that is ultimately a trip, yeah, <laughs> you know, a like, failed step. Oh, I but fucked like, up. Um, but you're you're, uh, you're conveying something to me, so I'm gonna try and correct that, and mm-hmm. that's effort and intention. Yeah, that that I appreciate. is probably better than it could have gone. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, Interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, I okay. Say more about identity. Wait, uh, what was the 
something is an a- intentional act of rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm wondering if there's like other words. Mm. Basically just forgetting or no, going against yeah. expectations that yeah. were placed on me. Cool. Um did that feel like liberating for you or like what was yeah. the Yeah, it felt like I'm doing this for myself, not because somebody else wants me to. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going on a a diet because my mom told me I need to lose weight, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that's tender. We can cut that out. Yeah. Um, it's true. And but because yeah. that, that, things like that also affected a lot of my eating growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like, you know, your parents or caretakers have a big say in how, how you're raised. They raise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like... The early yeah. narratives that we have and yeah. understand. And that's all necessary. And then once I had my own autonomy yeah. and individuality, and I could decide what I wanted to eat. And that, mm. to me, has a similar theme as like coming into myself as a queer person. Yeah. Where maybe I didn't notice that I was mm-hmm. earlier in life mm-hmm. because I was just still trying to fit in these boxes. Yeah. Heck yeah. So that's mm. it. That's, I mean, that's not it, but that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so, it honestly, it makes me think about um, my own experience with my queerness in college mm-hmm. as well. Like, first was just exiting the home and community and the narrative mm-hmm. that I had had for so long, and then starting to have things challenge that or be, you know, mm-hmm. different, start to learn more and be curious and then think I was a really great ally Mm -hmm. um, and start having, like, arguments with my parents at the holidays about, you know, if bisexuality is even a thing. Mm. (laughs) Um, And before I even understood that that is a descriptor that can fit for me, that Mm -hmm. I was just like, where where am I? Where did I come from? And Mm. things don't make sense here. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, it took some time um, to work through that stuff but um but yeah but anyway I was just thinking about like the allyship idea and arguing with them Mm -hmm. for the cause of being like no actually I believe something different and Mm -hmm. then really being able to be like no I am something different Mm -hmm. was really formative and necessary yeah Yeah. that's cool for sure I just was like (laughs) all the emotions that my Mm -hmm. chest is feeling heavy and Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, shit. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, like, just remembering my therapist always trying to tell me to be, like, where do you feel? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel it in your body? So I'm, like... Are you hunched over? Yep, I always over. I always hold things in my shoulders mm-hmm. and my, my neck and my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mm-hmm. chest is very tight, so... Let's, let's all take a... Can take a moment to breathe. Hey, mm. listeners. Watch your posture. Yeah, maybe you're washing dishes at work mm. or doing laundry at home or... Sitting in the car. Sitting in the car between uh, snacking and crying, you know, mm. whatever your life is right All now. All of the above. <laughs> take a breath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you... Okay, I think I want to share a thing mm-hmm. that I've kind of had to learn and go through lately that I know others maybe I've experienced, but, mm-hmm. um, but to get to that, I'm going to ask you a question about you instead first. Oh. Um, <laughs> to get through with, you, you got to go through me first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious with, um, being a vegan, do you ever like, 
or have you ever had moments where you're like, ah, you're a vegan too? And like had that hyper excitement when you meet another vegan and like want to just talk about all of it um, because you found a person? Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. <sighs> was there a point earlier on in your vegan journey that that was felt like a thing or you like actively um, sought out being around other vegans or, I mean, you did start with a roommate, but. Yeah, I'm trying I think to it's think. It's a communal thing for you. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that's coming to mind is that when I hear someone else is vegan, it's like there's this immediate point of like, we have something in common. Mm-hmm. We can talk about something. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels the same as like, oh, you like this video game? Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's like the easiest Shared connection points. Yeah. yeah. And Jinx. I don't know, forming human connections. Mm hmm. Has to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so I, my sneaky question is that mm-hmm. I brought this up because um, I realized that as I've come to this place of being incredibly affirming to myself and my identity is mm-hmm. like it's the thing I got so excited about mm-hmm. when so when I would meet other people or other be in other spaces, mm-hmm. um, it would it just continued to be a positive experience for me and very affirming. Mm-hmm. But then I got to a point where I didn't check myself and remember where it came from and would be like, Hi, welcome. Are you also gay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, had I'm like honestly like so thankful that there were people that were like, April, you've been doing this thing and that's actually not okay. And I was like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot that that is a big question for all of us in our own way. And like, I was so mm. like the sweet little baby Aries in me was so mm-hmm. excited. Like, hi, are we friends? Do we have something like, do you also like the color green? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reality is I was like potentially putting people in super awkward positions or like they had mm. just met me or like okay. we hadn't established like a trust and care or mm-hmm. like consented to the environment and the topic. And like for a lot of folks, uh, it's coming out as a huge thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. For all of us, it's coming out as a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, it is not a safe thing. And so yeah. knowing that and like I was, yeah, I was just, anyway, I was like, oh, oops, mm-hmm. I totally fucked that up. I got so excited that I forgot this thing and... Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was just curious, um, but I feel like being vegan is, mm, I don't know if less so is like helpful or not, but a little less discriminated against, or at least not in the same ways. Yeah, it's certainly not, you know, like you said, people have opinions. Yeah. But like different. What do you do with your body? Let me have an opinion about it. Yes. That's that's also the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the core of all oppression tactics. Yes. Yeah, very true. Anyway, so I guess I just wanted to like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like practice being like, hey, I've made mistakes and I'm learning from them, and mm-hmm. maybe that's helpful for others to hear, or even mm-hmm. like whether that they need to hear that from somebody who hurt them, or need to be like, oh shit, let me reflect on the things I'm doing too with good intention and mm-hmm. complicated outcomes. Mm. Yeah, thanks for letting me share. Yes, thank you for sharing. I want to tag on something I said earlier in that I should not assume, based on how people look, that they are queer. Yeah. I did say that, something like that earlier. Like, no, no, no. Sometimes yeah. you can tell. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if that's a fair statement. I, no, 100%. I was just like, like the whole, I've had conversations with people about like asking folks their pronouns yeah. and stuff. and. Um, Just because somebody, quote unquote, looks, codes as yeah. or is perceived as something, mm-hmm. 
And just because they don't doesn't mean you shouldn't ask. Yeah, yeah like, I've been trying to work on that. Yeah. And on one hand, like, when it's coming from a queer person, honestly, I'm like, thank you for seeing me. Yes. And when it's not, I'm like, are you, how are you perceiving me? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I've tried to do around that specifically is, like, instead of saying, hey, what are your pronouns? Nice to meet you. I say, hey, I'm April. I use they or she pronouns. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them to, yeah. like, either share or not share mm-hmm. yeah, anything exactly. in response to that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than ideally their names. so we can, mm-hmm. But they could, they could just say, like, hello. And we can, yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. weird for me, but that would be okay. You can't really force anyone to share <laughs> yeah, exactly. or say and, anything. Yeah. And I've been learning, <sighs> like, you know, asking a question is mm-hmm. maybe less mm-hmm. helpful than... Um, than just sharing a, a thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go up to you and be like, hi, I'm Katie. I'm vegan. Nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Well, maybe. Yeah, but if you're on like a date or or like meeting somebody at a party and you're like mm. at by the snack table talking about something like that. If it comes up, yeah, I'll share if it's relevant. Oh, sorry. You are specifically talking about veganism, not like. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about pronouns again. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you, Katie. No, pronouns are. Um, I fist bumped you instead of you punching me. Ha ha. I like that. What if, ha ha yourself? What if instead of punching me, yourself? Okay, really quick side note to our listeners who are not aware of all this backstory. Um, Katie apologizes too much. I do too. We're all unlearning a lot of stuff. But Katie, really, the issue is that Katie's apologizing for things that they don't need to apologize for. And when they apologize, then it creates a uh, whatever, like an awkward moment mm-hmm. where I'm like, I, but what? Now, did I make you feel like you, <laughs> I upset you? Or anyway, all, and don't apologize now. All that to say, um, our new joke is that when Katie does it and shouldn't, I, I punch them in the arm, but obviously I'm not going to do that. So I've like lightly very, put my fist very on lightly. their arm. And anyhow, I think fist bumps are better because I don't even like pretending that I'm punching you. Aww. I keep feeling weird about it. So, <laughs> so let's fist bump. And then it's like a, like a positive brain association instead of a negative one. Like, oh, I'm mm. going to get punched. It's like, <laughs> I get a fist bump. Aww. Yeah, we're learning, you know? Yes. Very cute. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. Feel free to fist bump your friends when they apologize and shouldn't. Because, like, hey, you're actually great. I'm going to do it with everybody. <laughs> I literally wrote a song in college called Sorry that was about how I can't be sorry anymore. Mm. Have I played it for you? I don't know. No. no, I'm going to show you sometime. Thanks I know down. I have some listeners out there who were there in that recording room with me. <laughs> and what have you learned since? You haven't I been fist bumping enough people to retrain your brain. Clearly have not learned anything. <laughs> or we should just, I'll just start singing your song to you. Yep. That I would mean, be you should. Other... It would feed my ego. My Leo Mars. <laughs> 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 um, excuse me. Thank you. I was a music major. <laughs> cool. Anyway, well, I can't be sorry anymore. Yep. And I have to learn to meet people first and establish friendships before I can talk about other shit. Yes. Yes. Growth and learning. Yay. Cool. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Um, This has been real, as always. Stay Stay gay. We Are Broken Hungry is a production of the Rising Tide Collective, hosted and produced by Katie and April. Our incredible audio engineer is Nate Berge. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can find our sweet little faces on Instagram at queerbrokeandhungry. You can also send us an email at queerbrokeandhungry at gmail.com with questions and stories of your own. Stay gay.